the first commandment with what? A promise. A promise. So it says, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and your mother. And today, we honor our mothers. Amen. Amen. Now, you, you may say to yourself, some of you may, may be here today, and you, you may be thinking, well, my mom was what, not the most honorable person. And that does happen. That does happen. Okay? But the scriptures do not give any disqualifications. Do you notice that? It doesn't say, well, if your mom was a really good mom and she sat by your bedside every night and she was a great cook and she did all things, then honor your mom. It don't say that. So that means that even if your mom was not the greatest mom or was not the greatest cook and so on and so forth, we still, we are still to honor our moms. Yeah, but my mom was this, my mom was that, and she, she was not this, and she did this to me, and no disqualifications. The Bible says, regardless, honor your father and your mother. It's a commandment. It's in the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and your mother, that it may go well with you, and you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And so, if you have a mother, and I know you do, <laughs> you are to honor her. Okay? There's no excuses, no ifs, ands, or buts. Only honor. Amen. How about that? Yeah. Only honor. Mothers are a blessing from God. Mothers are a blessing from God. J. Jeffrey Smead says, I do not believe that anything has ever been said or ever will be said that is eloquent enough or expressive enough to articulate the true value of a mother. So he's saying there is not words enough to describe a mother's worth. There's a story I heard recently about a a mother who was pushing a shopping cart through Walmart and uh, her little daughter is in, in the cart, you know, and she's just screaming her head off all the way through, as is very common in Walmart. I don't know what, the, what it is, but that just seems to be that in pajamas, I don't know, it's like a <laughs> magnet of some sort, just screaming kids in pajamas. Anyways, so her mom, you know, as she's pushing the cart, she keeps saying, now calm down, Ellen. It'll be all right, Ellen. It's almost time to go home, Ellen. And as she's going through the checkout line, one of the checkout clerks says to her, ma'am, you should be commended for your patience and how good you are to your little Ellen. And she says, lady, I'm Ellen. <laughs> so she's trying to get herself through the store. All right, all right. <laughs> Mothers have what is uh, accurately dubbed a, uh, some would call it a sixth sense. Others would call it a mother's intuition. All right? They have this, like, spidey sense. 
And they can tell when something's not quite right. And it's very hard to get things past mom, oftentimes. And there's, there's a saying that uh, you can fool some of the people all the time, and you can fool all of the people some of the time, but you can't fool mom. And that is really, really true. Would you turn with me to Proverbs chapter 31? The Bible is very clear on character, on the character of men and women, how we should represent God. And in chapter 31 of Proverbs, verse 10, I want to read to you, and many of you have read through this already, but it's important to familiarize ourselves with this. Now, this is going to talk about a woman of noble character, a woman of high, strong character, okay? And so it gives it an example. And, and some of the examples are for a time period that was a little bit different, and so the, some of the examples they give are a little different than what we would see today, but you can still get the example. You can still get the idea. A wife of noble character who can find, okay? I got one. I found one. Okay? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. And so it begins to paint this picture of this woman, this godly woman. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She doesn't sit around and wait for other people to do things for her. She is busy taking care of her husband and her family and providing for them. She works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. So not only is she taking care of her family and her children, but she's also caring for those that work for her. All right? Those that she has influence over. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. So she's almost a self-sufficient sort of person. She's working hard, and she's seeing the fruits of her labor. She sets about her work vigorously in verse 17. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. So she's, again, she paints a picture that she's busy weaving and, and making things. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Again, showing that caring character of a woman of God. Caring for other people. She sees other people in need and she meets that need. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet from things that she made. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes a seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. 
and supplies the merchants with sashes. So things that the merchants are going to buy from her and she's earning money, they're going to take and sell some other place, some other city. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She's not worried. She's not worried. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. How about that? How about that? Wisdom and instruction, teaching those she has influence over. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. She's not sitting around watching soap operas. (laughs) Easy does it now. That was just playing. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many Many women do noble things, he says, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. It paints a fine picture, a vivid picture of what a woman of God is like. Now, there's not many people today that do much weaving or making their own clothes anymore. Some of you do. But there's other things that you are doing to make sure that your household is taken care of. And you ladies that are are not married will, you know, someday, one day, maybe married. And this will be you. This This is an example for you to follow. Abraham Lincoln said of his mother, All that I am or I hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Now, our whole country reveres Abraham Lincoln for the role that he played as president and um, in the Civil War and the freedom of those who were in bondage. And he credits everything that he was to his mama, to his mama. So if that, this great man who we all know and is taught in our schools and our our colleges, if this great man can do all the things that he did and had the strength that he did to do what is right in the face of adversity, and he credits it to his mom, what an influence mothers can have. Amen? What an influence mothers can have on their children, on their families. How about this? Even on others that come to their houses. Right? I can't tell you how many kids we have had through our home, and some of you I know are are likewise, that have come through our home because they are friends at one time with our own kids. And so we have had the opportunity to show love to these kids. Some of them were difficult to love, (laughs) you know? But we had the opportunity to show love to them. 
All that I am or I hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. I wonder what Abraham was like as a child. You ever think about that? You know? Was he a, was he a child that always was stepping over the line? You know, or was he one that was always compliant and doing what he was told? And, you know? We, we only think of him as Mr. President, you know, honest Abe. <laughs> Jesus, while he was hanging on the cross with his last dying breaths, looked down and saw his mama at the foot of the cross. Will you turn with me to John? Verse 19, or chapter 19. And we spoke about this a while ago, Easter time, talking about the seven words or phrases that Jesus spoke while he was on the cross with his last dying breaths. And as he looked down, he saw standing there at the foot of the cross his precious mama, his mama that he loved dearly. And John the Beloved was with him. Chapter 19, verse 25. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved, standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. And so while Jesus is breathing his last few breaths, he's making provision for his mama. Think about that. He says to the disciple whom he loved, he said, here is your mother. Take care of her now. And he said, woman, here is your son. All right? Now, if you think about it, it doesn't say this in the Bible per se, but I think that we can be fairly sure that Jesus was probably the caretaker for his mother. Okay? Being the eldest. And so it would have been his job because, remember, Joseph had passed away. Okay? And so Joseph at that time would have been the provider and the caretaker, and now Jesus would have been more than likely the provider, the caretaker of his mom, and now Jesus was not going to be there any longer either. Who would take care of his mother? And I imagine that Mary was thinking those things, wouldn't you say? As a mother, as a woman, who, who's going to take care of me now? Where am I, you know, how am I going to live? How am I going to provide for myself? And Jesus, while he was on the cross, he's thinking of his mom. 
and he's making provision for his mother. He, you know what he's doing? He's, uh, he's obeying the commandments. To honor your father and your mother. That's what he was doing. And so he's making provision for his mom just before he dies. And he says, woman, behold your son. You, this is is your mother now. And so he knows that this disciple is going to take care of his mother. And she's going to be cared for. She's going to be provided for in this guy's house. And he's going to take care of her. So she doesn't have to worry. Honor your father and mother. You know, Mary, his mother, would, was the only one who was with Jesus from the time of his birth to the time of his death. Think about that. Think about that. Joseph wasn't there anymore. But his mama was there from the moment he was born to the moment he died. Isn't that beautiful? Have you ever thought of that? She very well may have been the first person to believe the message of the gospel. Because she was the one that was spoken to by the angel before Jesus was ever born. How about that? The first one to believe the message of the gospel very well could have been his mama. Isn't that awesome? Proverbs chapter 1. You know, oftentimes we take our mothers for granted. Mom's always there. She's always going to do our laundry. She's always going to make sure I've got food on the table and the house is clean and, and this and that. And we... I think oftentimes do take our mothers for granted. And it's important that we honor them. It's important that we respect them and remember and thank God for what we have. And if you are a mother, if you are planning on being a mother, what an important role you can play in the lives of so many people. So many people. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not, listen now, do not forsake your mother's teaching. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. How many times, I don't know about you, but oftentimes mothers can get a little bit preachy. Okay? I know, I'm treading on thin ice here. Moms can be a little bit preachy sometimes. They're, they can be like a lion. 
Anything messes with those little cubs, man, and the lion roars. Look out. <laughs> Dangerous stuff. You better watch out for those cubs. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. This is a dad saying, boy, listen to your mama. <laughs> listen to your mama. She knows where it's at. Listen to her. It continues. They will be a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. What is he talking about? What's going to be a, a, a garland? Around? Your mama's teaching, that's what. Keep it with you all the time. Don't forget it. Oh, I don't need that stuff. My mom don't know. She's, she's way out of the times. She's way behind the schedule. My mama need to get more modernized. Your mama knows what's right and what's wrong. You know? Honor your father and your mother. Mothers can leave a lifelong imprint on their children. Their lives and their actions speak loudly the way mothers live. I heard a story of four pastors who were discussing the various characteristics of the scriptures, you know, the different uh, translations and whatnot. And one liked the King James Version best because of the simple yet beautiful old English, you know, uh, wording and language. And the other liked the New International Version because it was modern language, easy to understand. And, um, the third guy liked the Living Version because uh, it was even better because it was paraphrased, you know, and broken down a little bit more. And the fourth pastor was, was silent, and when asked to express his opinion on which version he liked the best, he says, I like my mom's version the best. <laughs> and the other guy said, your mom translated the Bible? Oh, yes, he replied. She surely did. My mother translated the Bible into everyday life, and it was the most convincing translation I had ever seen. My mother lived out the Holy Scriptures in her life. In her life. Thank God for mothers who live out the Scriptures in their everyday lives, modeling them, modeling love and forgiveness and patience. God knows patience. And caring In most cases, when you think of mother or mom, you think of cookies. No, not cookies. We think of home. That's what we think about. We think of home when we think of mom and mother. Many cases, our mothers were there cheering us on on the sidelines of our sporting events or different things that we were involved in keeping our clothes clean. She was, in most cases, the cook of the house, you know, and family gatherings around the table. Do you remember those? those you get those warm fuzzies when you think of 
Thanksgiving or Christmas around the table in a big dinner, and mom's been working all day. She was up before anybody else, you know, and, and she's cooking, and the whole house just smells so good. And everybody else comes, and they just consume mass quantities of food. Mom's been working all day, yeah. you know, and she's usually the one cleaning it up afterwards. When we think of mother, we think of the comforts of home in many cases, caring for us when we were sick or hurt or scared. Nobody cared for you like mom did. J. Jeffrey Smead says, the best thing that we can do for our children, our grandchildren, our friends is for us each to be personally right with God. Listen to that again. The best thing that we can do for our children, our grandchildren, our friends, is for each of us to be personally right with God, to walk in the way of the Lord, to never be satisfied, but continually seek to be transformed, to be conformed into the image of Christ. We need to honor our mothers every day. Every day. And again, some of us may be thinking, that's really hard to do in my case. I hear it. I hear you. I get it. But ask yourself this question. Is it right before God to honor your mother regardless of her behavior or whatever? The Bible commands it. The Bible commands it. Maybe we need to reevaluate the treatment of our moms. Maybe this is the day for us to tell our mothers, our grandmothers, and our, we as husbands, the mother of our children, how much we appreciate them, how much we care about them, how much we honor them, and how deeply we love them. Abraham Lincoln said, I remember my mother's prayers and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all the days of my life. He remembers his mama praying. How about that? An example, modeling a life of prayer. What a, what a legacy to leave those you love. Wouldn't you say? Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's read from verse 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Love is patient 
Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps no record of wrongs. Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, not keeping a record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Is love. Mothers are a gift from God. And if you are a mother... Do your best to show the love of Christ. Do your best to be that Proverbs 31 kind of a lady, demonstrating and modeling character to those of your household, those who come through your doors. Do your best to show the love of Christ. And be thankful always for our mothers. Would you stand with me today? Let's close in prayer. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just come before you today and We just want to thank you so much for all of the mothers that are represented here today, Lord, and for those that have passed on. We pray, oh God, that their memories would be ever in our hearts. And we pray that, Lord, you would help us to honor our moms. Lord, we pray that your spirit would go with us wherever we go. We pray, Lord, that we would represent you well to this world. Lord, our world needs leaders. Our world needs people that know right from wrong and that have the strength to stand for it. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to stand for truth. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to be brave and speaking the truth in love. Be with us now as we leave this place. And we pray an extra special blessing on our moms today. In Jesus' name, amen.